Welcome to the Future of Fright, your listening destination for all things queer, new, interesting, and innovative in horror. My name is Leslie, and this week, I just wanted us to kind of relax and have a low-key conversation about some things that I've been thinking about when it comes to horror, particularly when it comes to found footage horror. Also, you may have noticed that we'll be moving to a bi-weekly schedule for the foreseeable future. The fact of the matter is, I work, and a weekly schedule is a lot to keep up with, believe it or not. So, bi-weekly it is. Also, to all of you listening out there, happy October. It is officially the spooky season. Is that what people say? I don't know. I want us to do something special for October. I'm still not quite sure what that should be. If you have any ideas that you want to pass along or anything that you'd like to listen to from me, please feel free to leave suggestions. I'm on Twitter, at Future Fright. I always love hearing from listeners. Speaking of, one of the movies that I recently watched, uh, Gonjiam, Haunted Asylum. It's a Korean film from 2018. It is finally on Shudder, and I'm also wondering where you listeners find your favorite horror. What are the platforms that you use for this? Is it only new movies that you're interested in? Are you a subscriber when it comes to Shudder, or do you stick to Netflix doesn't seem to have much by way of horror. Uh, Amazon Prime is fabulous for uh, 80s horror, and Hulu has a lot of originals that I'm not overly fond of, but I would love to hear where you get your horror from. And if there are any subscription services that you really recommend, other than the ones that I've just listed. So I finished rewatching Gonjam, as well as both of the Grave Encounters movies. And I was thinking about found footage as a genre within horror, so a subgenre, as it is. And I was thinking about what makes it so effective and what aspects of it audiences really seem to enjoy and respond to. One thing I will say, this is just a personal note before we start talking or before I really get into it, but something that Blair Witch Project is known for, certainly, and something that Gonjam does uh, a lot of that I don't really appreciate is all of the nose shots that we get of, of characters, all of the, the forward-facing camera shots that we get of everyone. I don't enjoy those. I, I don't find them really worthwhile, but I think they have a, they offer a good opportunity for Uh, placing something just over the shoulder of the character, or getting those really scary close-up face shots like we get in this movie. So I think that they can be useful, even though I mostly find them annoying. To that point, I think a, a big problem that a lot of people have with found footage films is the amount of shaky cam action that we get in the service of trying to make found footage films feel more realistic, like actual found footage, oftentimes the camera work is a lot of movement uh, and not much payoff. Which, again, I think can be effective if 
we're talking about those moments where the camera moves very quickly and you see something just inside the frame, but you're never really given the opportunity to see it fully or clearly. In cases like that, the constantly moving camera can actually be an asset rather than an annoyance. So thinking about found footage and what I really think that we will see more of in the coming years, or what I really hope that we'll see more of in the coming years, I guess, is more horror being done on platforms like YouTube or like TikTok in particular. Um, I'm thinking of something like the Marble Hornets uh, Slender Man series that was done on YouTube and that was so well done and so incredibly popular as I remember it being. Um, and I'd really like to see more of that on, on these social media platforms, on Facebook Live even, if people even use that anymore. I think it would be interesting to see if these found footage things used social media more to their advantage, right? We've gotten social media horror movies, we've gotten horror movies about Skype and, and all of those things, but and we've gotten found footage movies, but we haven't really gotten a good marriage between the two yet, I think. So obviously one of the reasons that found footage is so popular is because it is striving to be more realistic. It wants us to believe in what we're seeing more so than other subgenres of horror want us to. Um, and it really, I think, gives us an opportunity to feel for the characters in ways that maybe we don't in other subgenres of horror because these characters are really kind of like audience stand-ins, right? They are interested in horror, just like we are. They are oftentimes doing something like ghost hunting or, or doing a documentary. Um, and so they are normal everyday people or, or they are intended to appear to be normal everyday people who then find themselves in these horrific situations. Um, when oftentimes they, they haven't done anything or they don't deserve it, like in other subgenres where characters are explicitly punished for things that they've done. But to that point of found footage striving to be more realistic, I think that found footage is at its best when it is subtle and when it is hitting at those more realistic aspects of horror. So for instance, I know that the Blair Witch Project, of course, was wildly popular because people, at least for a moment, and at least some people, really did buy into the mythos surrounding the Blair Witch Project. Some people really did buy into the fact that it truly was found footage, and there was nothing too outlandish in the film itself to suggest that it wasn't. I think we've all seen uh, BuzzFeed videos, or there's an entire subreddit dedicated to uh, videos of supposedly real paranormal and supernatural happenings. And I think those things are really compelling, but I think they're most compelling when they are things that fit into the realm of possibility, right? When they are things that we can imagine happening uh, or that are just outlandish enough to suggest supernatural influence, but still realistic enough for us to believe that they really happened. I recently saw one, I think it was a BuzzFeed video, but I recently saw one where this couple was recording their home and suddenly drawers were opening up and knives and forks were flying across the room and it felt 
inauthentic and unbelievable in a way that really spoiled what the video was going for, which is, of course, clicks and attention and, and people to really have a conversation about what they're seeing. So, to that point, movies like Grave Encounters, either one of those, even though they're classics and even though they're quite good, when it comes to are they effective found footage videos and are they effective at performing that work of realism, not as much. Even something like Gonjam is, of course, pushing it uh, because we, we see quite a lot of inexplicable ghost activity and actual ghosts. But something that I think that it does really well is that it includes a lot of subtle scares. Subtle scares like when the camera is moving, you will see something in the background that no one comments on and no one else notices. Or subtle scares like at one point in the film, all of the characters are standing around and it becomes clear that none of them can be filming the shot that we as the audience are currently seeing. And of course, attention is brought to it and it's, and it's played for a scare. It isn't a mistake, right? Versus maybe other found footage movies where there are impossible shots from the actual cameraman of the movie that are simply accidents. I may be wrong, but I have always thought that there was one such shot in As Above, So Below. I remember seeing it in theaters and thinking that there was a shot of characters that could not have been taken by the other characters, but maybe I'm wrong. Feel free to correct me. Something else that I think the found footage genre does extremely well is that it makes audiences aware of the perspective of the film in a way that other subgenres oftentimes don't really acknowledge or play with. If you're watching a movie like Friday the 13th or Halloween or Saw or any number of other horror movies or any number of movies in general, what you're typically seeing is an omnipotent God's eye view of things, right? You're seeing every character whenever you need to, you're moving along with the plot, you're seeing only what needs to be seen at any given moment, and so on. Something that I think that found footage films do a good job of is because they are supposedly found footage, you're shown things that may or may not be relevant things that may or may not actually contain a scare within them. And I think that makes them much more effective because you don't get something like music and lighting changes to suddenly cue to you as an audience member that a scare is coming up. Instead, it happens much more organically, or it can, where something in the background changes, something happens, and there is nothing either lighting-wise or music-wise or, or any of the other typical cues that a movie gives us to indicate that anything different has occurred. The only thing that we have is what we as audience members can notice alongside what the characters themselves are noticing and reacting to. Some of the best scares, I think, are when you're watching something like a found footage film and you're able to notice things happening in the background that the characters themselves aren't noticing or reacting to. You, as an audience member, become a participant because you are seeing things and noticing things just as the characters are as well. And 
some things you may notice that they don't, and some things you may not be sure if you actually saw what it is that you think you saw. And that, I think, can be a very genuine and authentic feeling experience of horror. And if a bit of found footage is done right, I think, or when it is at its most effective, rather, whether that be in film form or even as a BuzzFeed video shared on Facebook or as a TikTok or, or as any number of media formats, I think what sticks with you as an audience member after seeing something like that should be the possibility that maybe something about it could be possible. That being said, it's still interesting to see found footage movies or pieces of media that choose not to go for the realistic and that choose instead to use a genre that is notable for its attachment to realism and instead do something completely different with it or do something totally unrealistic with it and what that does for audiences and why that might be a worthwhile choice. All in all, I just want this chat between the two of us to make you think about found footage this week. What's your favorite found footage movie? What's your favorite found footage piece of media? What do you think makes found footage so effective? Or what makes it ineffective and annoying? Because, as we've said, there are certainly aspects of it that I think fall flat more often than they don't. Like I said, I'd love to hear from you all on Twitter, at Future Fright. Thank you for spending time with me today on The Future of Fright. Please follow us on Twitter, and please reach out via Twitter if you'd like to contribute to the show, if you want to be a guest, or if you have any ideas for what we should do to make October particularly special. If all goes well, I should be speaking to you on Tuesday, October 12th after this. And who knows, maybe we'll have a guest, or maybe because it's the day after Indigenous Peoples Day, maybe we should have a conversation about the portrayal of Indigenous people in horror. Stephen King has a lot to answer for on that front, I think. Either way, until next time, stay scared.